Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, strong information and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Leo DiCaprio should play the riddler. Michael B. Jordan to did miss a star. Her Jake Jilly used to smoke the sweet we about to talk about bullshit pictures. Leo DiCaprio should play the riddler. Michael B. Jordan should date my sister. Her Jake Jilly used to smoke the sweet shirts. We about to talk about bullshit pictures. Welcome to the show. Your favorite actor, my favorite actor, our favorite favorite actor. already know what that means. This is another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, what you would call it, the podcast. Hungry. Where we supposed to talk about movies, but get off subject and get to talk about something else. But what you can almost guarantee is we're going to mention or try to mention the individuals to make up the name of this here. John. Well, I don't know why I just paused. But let me <laughs> think I've been hearing people use John too much, so I'll be really kind of playing switching it up. But, Switch up. Uh, but um, so if you guys haven't noticed out there or, you know, don't care, we have finally got the podcast on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Go to iTunes, type in Leo B. Gyllenhaal. When you don't see any, like, search suggestions, don't be afraid. <laughs> Go ahead and hit the enter, and it's still going to show up. So, you know, with the expanding platform, you still find us on SoundCloud at The Great Musical or at IC Movies or go to icmovies.wordpress.com. To catch up on the podcast, go there because from iTunes, we're starting at 39. Yes. So if you don't get all the stuff, the little inside jokes and all that, go ahead and start with number one. If I could, I would think of a specific episode that may be good to start with, but can't think of none. If we had like a best of or something. Yeah, which was still in the works. So tentative. Uh, <laughs> let me put like a broad. Uh, uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I just say summer of 2017. That's a nice broad way. So hopefully it comes way before that. But um, so those who are I was familiar. looking at some jokes I wrote for the and one video we're supposed to do. It was like September 2015. Yeah, it's got, we got to do that because terrible work ethic. Uh-uh. It was two years ago. I'd be, be thinking to myself, like, I don't have that <laughs> that eager to get something done work ethic. And it's sad. It's sad. I'm leaving a lot of opportunities on the table because I'm real lax at days ago. <laughs> and I want to do what I want to do, which is go to movies, watch TV, play video games. But. Yeah, so for all the new listeners that, you know, we might gain off of the expanding, this is a podcast where, like I said earlier, we're supposed to talk about movies, get off subject, start talking about something else, but we have a nice little format that we try to adhere to, even though 
we forget almost every episode, so we uh, just talk about the movies we've seen. Then usually we um, pick topics and then discuss them in any way that we feel like it. Then sometimes we'll throw in like a special episode like we've been doing for the last few weeks with different end of the year shenanigans. Then at the end, we uh, seem to come up with different things, little quick little segments to throw in at the end. But then it all comes back to us giving somebody on putting somebody on punishment for movie related things. You know, that's just basically somebody does something that we ain't a fan of. Mm -hmm. We let them know how it is. You know, you might never heard a segment like that before. It's very, (laughs) very unique. It's an uncommon segment. And then we just talk about the movies that we intend, quote unquote, see before the next episode. So we do Blu-ray segment. Uh, sometimes you hear sound effects depending on my mood. That you can hear one where it's full of sound effects. You can hear an episode where there's none. <laughs> we'll just go with the flow. Sometimes we play a little IMDb game. Right. So you know, it's always you know doing different stuff, trying to keep it fresh and trying to just stick on to the schedule. Is basically what we try and do. But you know, that's all. It seems like a d- tough task. But. <laughs> Anyways, I am your boy, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Slim Nate, a.k.a. Slim Pickens. Young Who's Denzel. actually remembered the names this time? Because if it was a normal day when we went on that long without saying uh-huh. the names, like, we would have right, so, did the uh, po- whole podcast. Yeah, all right, so what movie you see? <laughs> Love. Who else I is? Young Denzel, a.k.a. O'Shea Bletts in the third, a.k.a. Robert Balmain Jr., a.k.a. Nady Irving, a.k.a. Samurai Champion um, gold medalist, <laughs> <laughs> aka Belly Rolling, aka oh, no. <laughs> Comment if you think that weird, aka Nate Your Wine, aka Rolling. As for myself, it's Pusha K, Kai Dollar Signs, Kayanya Van Zant. If that was Kyle Corey, he'd have made it. I uh, wish. Joaquin Pennyworth. Kai Glizzy. The knife guy. Kyle the five nine three four. even though I'm six foot. Fossil Men. Fitbit Messiah. Caramel Mama the Lost Son of Kobe. Terry Hightower. Chevy K. 24 Savage. Better Buddy Boris. Of course, Kojo. Child, I don't know why I'm stuck looking at Tyreek Evans. Missed that shot. Brie Larson, Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana. One. Uh, gotta be very careful with anything in chat. Make Chatwick Bozeman wise, <laughs> and everybody is Kyrie. Boom. <clears throat> to him now. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Here we go. Dim the lights. Mm. Mm. Sweet lady, Woo! would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. All right, challenge of the week. See if we can do it in the little yachty way again without having to sing a little yachty. Sweet lady, would you be my sweet love for all the time? I'll be there when you need me. 
feel like we skipped a <laughs> big part. <laughs> it really don't even sound like it. <laughs> how does it? I don't even know how the regular Lil Yachty song yeah. goes. He's, he's trash, so you always forget yeah. every time. It comes to your head. Love up. I like on California on Charles Gambino's album in the background where you got somebody saying, Little boat, little boat, little boat. Shout out to um, uh, Ben Bougie. Nah, not him. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> nah, not that song. What's his name? We got Sweet, Slim Jimmy. He was, during his atrocious freestyle, he uh, said, I got big boats, like little boat. Something like that. Something bad. <laughs> I got big boats like little boats. <laughs> it was something along those lines. Dang, that's that's worse than Drake saying, shout out to Lil Yachty, but this ain't a little boat. Like you sound like uh what's her <laughs> the white girl on Love and Hip Hop. Uh, Mariah Lynn. Yeah, it sounded like something Mariah Lynn would say. Yeah, heard don't get me started on the last episode. But anywho, Franklin, you seen you? Uh, <laughs> Wait, dang! I had a middle flashback. Like we just recorded the podcast last week's yesterday. <laughs> I was like, wait, I already know what movie you saw. Uh-huh. But uh, you seen any movies since the last episode? Yeah, I only got to see one. I wanted to see two, but I saw uh, uh, Split. I thought that. Uh, Movie was real good for me because it kept me entertained, and I went in with the just know it's uh, M Night Shyamalan, so don't you ain't gonna don't let yourself get disappointed or anything. Yeah, like so me. I went in there. Uh, James McAvoy put on a show, playing all his, the different personalities. Um, of course, they had a nice twist in it that some may not expected. Um, and then, like, another little small twist at the end. But I thought it was a good movie. I thought he did a great job acting. Like, when uh, the girls was trapped and they was looking through the crack of the door. And they thought it was an older woman. And then James McAvoy having a conversation. He was like, oh, no, she's coming. Walked to the door. It was James McAvoy in a woman's sweater and some heels. <laughs> so there was a lot of good stuff in that. I compare... I compare it to how it felt when Cloverfield Lane came out and I saw that. Similar. I mean, it's not a similar movie, but it gives you the same sort of feel. But yeah, I thought the movie was good. Alright. So I didn't get to see Triple X, unfortunately. <laughs> Very upset. Alright. I will say what I see bouncing off a of split. I saw that as well. Spoiler alert, aka Unbreakable 2 or 3, mm-hmm. however you want to word it. 2, and then 3 going to come yeah. out with both of them. <laughs> so, I was watching the movie. Fell asleep a little bit. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, uh, where'd the second girl go? That shows you how <laughs> to the nap a little bit. So, I watched the movie. I'm watching it. I'm like, I'm enjoying watching James McAvoy. He's killing this performance. Anya Taylor-Joy, she did a uh, solid job bouncing off of him, portraying the girl who felt like she got like a little hidden seeker, but you don't know exactly what. So I I thought they did a great job. The movie was just taking, it was building up to something, and then when it finally got there, dealing with the beast, I wasn't satisfied with how that ended, especially (laughs) when he let her off scot-free because she saw all them cuts and them bruises or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when the big reveal about this is in the Unbreakable Universe, 
kind of moaned out loud, like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I walked out the movie. I was like, I ain't really feeling this movie. <laughs> not Shyamalan done got me. I thought he was about to drop some heat, and I was disappointed. But like you said, I shouldn't have went in. Like, you got to know something like Shyamalan. He's bound to disappoint just because he got <laughs> one good movie. Mm-hmm. But then as I gave it some time, and I reflected, and I was reading about it, when you read, like, the outline of, like, the movie and, like, what's actually going on and just all the different things about it and how, like, it really touches on that, what are the, DID or whatever, the personality oh, yeah. disorder. I thought that, was, like, it made me like the movie even more than the fact that he was able to surprise everyone and make an origin story, a villain origin story without you knowing it. Uh-huh. Because so you about to jump back out in this, uh... Yeah, the superhero world, since you see all oh, superheroes is popping now. Let me come back out with my, <laughs> my my superhero franchise that I made a long time ago. So I thought that was what I was most impressed with because I feel like what he was able to do might be something that is going to get mimicked mm-hmm. and possibly should get mimicked because you always see people like, ooh, I wanna, we want to do like a villain origin story and then have the villain show up in the, the heroes movie, i.e. what they're doing with Black Adam now. They could have... They could have went about this completely different. If they were going to come to this point where it wasn't going to be a Shazam movie, it was just going to be Black Adam, Shazam, and then maybe Black Adam and Shazam in the same movie. First and foremost, it's already bad. Y'all got a little buzz coming from the Wonder Woman movie that is booty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they probably rethinking it. But, yeah, they could have did with Black Adam. They could have got Dwayne Johnson. Mm Mm-hmm. Put them in this uh, Warner Brothers movie. You know, just call it something else. You make it play off like it's, you know, he's not going to end up being Black Adam. You just think it's just a, a action uh, movie with the rock in it. People going to go see it. Then he turns into Black Adam at the end. And then you got like a little Shazam or whatever his little boy character's actual real name is. Tease that at the end. That'd be dope. That'd catch everybody off surprise, out of, or, you know, surprise people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think like like... That's probably going to be a thing that people try to mock and then ruin. But I would definitely be interested in seeing it because, shockingly, M. Night Shyamalan showed what, why he had all this potential before. And he showed that he might be on a renaissance right now because he had whatever. I don't remember what that movie was called already. I want to say The Woods, but that ain't it. The Horror? The Warmth? What was that movie called? The hearing all the mother turtles you just said just knocked it out of my. <laughs> what was that movie called? Yep, let me pull this up. What? I really feel like it's a real basic title. I can't think of what it is. The woods keeps coming to my head, but I know that ain't it. The sorry, I can't even. What is the that? The village. There you go. No. Oh, the visit. There you go. The visit. <laughs> So you showing that was that wasn't the, just a fluke. At least the village is an M Night Shyamalan yeah, movie, and yeah. I just didn't rattle off that's some a, crazy. A very trash M Night Shyamalan movie. So this is one of those movies that. Even By the way, M Night Shyamalan wrote Stuart Little. That's <laughs> very weird. And <laughs> one of the first movies he directed was a movie, a, like a dramedy type movie, but more along the lines of comedy, starring Rosie O'Donnell. But I'm assuming. He did this movie to pay for a movie that came out the following year, Six Cents. Probably. Like I need to, I need to give Bruce Willis his money. I don't got enough right now. The funny thing is, Stuart Little came out that 
the end of that year. Next year, Unbreakable came out. So I'm assuming he's, let me pay for this movie by doing this. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Willis keeps wanting them big paychecks. <laughs> but uh, So this was one of those movies that even though I enjoyed the performances and seeing him, like how he was able, how James McAvoy was able to bounce off those different personalities, it's one of those more movies I, I enjoy more after reading about it and just seeing all the nuances and the story structure and all that. Just like a movie I often bring up, which is one of my favorite, if not my favorite movies of all time, Enemy. That movie, if you watch it, just you know, just straight watch it, and you'd be like, "This is." I mean, this movie, I right. got Jake Gyllenhaal in it. He <laughs> killing it. But what really makes it super good, in my opinion, is just like what it makes you think about and how it's shot and the, its secrecy and its. Uh, you know, just what's the word I'm looking? Not secrecy, but it's it's unknown nature. Like you don't exactly know what you're watching, and you can come up with all type of theories for it. So that's kind of how I look at with Split. So you know, M Night Shyamalan might be back. Let's see if we can. So go. real quick, we'll play some M Night Shyamalan games. How many movies about fifty percent freshness does he have? I will say a nice. I say three. He has five, six, counting Stuart Little. Uh, okay. What, what's his highest rated movie? Six Cents. Yeah, what do you think the second one is? Split? Yep. <laughs> it edges signs. What do you think his lowest rated movie is? Last Airbender? Yep, 6%. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the second is? I want to go with... Lady in the Water? Uh, nope. It's not Lady in the Water. I don't think it's The Village. Uh, oh, After Earth. Yep. <laughs> so just to go through them, starting from the top, you got Wide Awake at 39%. Oh, man, I don't know what that is. Six Cents at 85%. Unbreakable at 68%. Signs at 74%. So he's got a, he had a up and then down a teeny bit, then an upwards trajectory. I don't know why I thought Signs wasn't... I mean, I knew it was liked, but I didn't think it was liked that yeah. much. The Village, 43%. Well, uh-oh. We're getting totes. a little tired of you. That movie was totes. Lady in the Water, 24%. That movie was whack, too. The Happening, 18%. The Last Airbender, oh, yeah, I forgot about the 6%. He did four straight trash oh, movies. They yeah. kept let, they let them keep going. Until mm-hmm. somebody like cut <laughs> cut the reins. Like, you ain't doing these big budget movies. Anymore. Yeah. Then after 11%. Like, oh, oh, my, my go- gosh. Then he had to take this couple year break. The visit. Like, let me dip my toe back in with an hour, 30 minute quick he, little movie. He had to find somebody who was willing to give him money. Yeah. yeah who you go to? Bloomhouse. Yeah, then split. 76%. Even though those wasn't that many straight movies that were awful, it felt like an eternity. I mean, that's over a time period from 2004 to 2013, so <laughs> he was on a drought. Yes, and, and he, when I woke up from midnight during Split, see him making his typical cameo. Uh-huh. I, was like, I was looking at him, I was like, I could go just for a regular Indian type day. <laughs> Right, so I went, I went right back to sleep when I saw it, like, right. <laughs> we wake up on a different one in this movie. Oh, man. All right, continue. Other movies that I saw. The first movie I saw, actually, since the last episode was Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. 
Now, we're going to get into this a little later in the show, but if you if you listen to last episode, we left off saying Triple X had an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. and we were ready like, oh, dang, it's right, we know what this is going to be. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, unless it massively drops off within the, <laughs> the next few days, which I don't see happening. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> it did. But this was before, or this was after I saw the movie. I was sitting in here like... Why does this have 89% on Rotten Tomatoes? Because this doesn't seem like a movie that would be universally liked. <laughs> Up there with hidden figures. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, maybe people just really went into this movie knowing you can't take it that serious. <laughs> but I was I was kind of kind of confused about everything. But all in all, the movie starts out with uh, Vin Diesel skiing through the forest. The first time you see him. <laughs> so that gets things off to a great start. And then you get to see a more joyous and comedian-esque <laughs> Vin Diesel. So. A joyous <laughs> Vin Diesel. Who cracked a, who had a smile on his face for a majority of the time. Something you don't really see if you're watching <laughs> Fast and the Furious. So I was a little taken aback by that because I, I guess I don't remember the first Triple X because I don't remember him being this upbeat and whatnot and cracking jokes <laughs> and his voice hitting higher pitch octaves than I've heard before. Now, we get to the action. The action is nice and fun, you know. Like he got forest scene, got them on the uh, riding the motorcycles, the waves and stuff, the plane fight scenes, different stuff like that. Thought those were fun. They could have been better, but this is one of those movies you just go in and watch to have a good time, and you know can't be too nitpicky because the script ain't gonna be the best. Because it wasn't. It kept getting the cast, kept giving the cast a bunch of poor one liners <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, Donnie Yen. If you, you might know him from the blind fella mm-hmm. from Rogue One, he brought some cool looking action to this flick, so that was good to see. The plot was very easy to follow, but of course, it has its flaws for a type of action movie that this <laughs> is. And then, um, you know, it's just the TV spot spot. You got the Ice Cube cameo at the end that kind of teases that if we do get a sequel for this movie, that him and Vin gonna team up, sort mm-hmm. of. So I, that was cool to see. All in all, this was an entertaining movie, but it was missing that something I was hoping it was going to get. Might end up being one of the more forgettable movies on Vin Diesel's illustrious Fast and the Furious <laughs> stuff resume. But don't get it twisted. It ain't nothing like the last Witch Hunter crap like that. <laughs> all right, next movie I watched. Watched Whiplash from director of La La Land, Damien Chazelle. This was, uh, I mean, of course, I've seen this movie already, but this was then, you know, just remind you of how great a movie this was. Sans Miles Teller, yeah, even though he, he put on, star of La La Land, yeah, I'm so glad that didn't happen. But I mean, he put on a good job, but he, of course, was overshadowed by J.K. Simmons and his hilarious, evil performance of the very evil, vindictive teacher that he had. So it was, um, just great to see that all over again. That was a great performance, great script, great storyline structure, even though I'm still don't like the scene where Miles tells his character who I can't remember the name of right now. And he was, you know, rushing to get to this performance. He got hit by a truck. The truck hit him on his driver's side door, smashed the car. Miles Teller, you know, he's bloody and whatnot, but he's able to crawl out the car. And then run to said performance. So I was like, either you should be dead or you shouldn't be able to walk out or run 
or anything like that. You shouldn't even be able to get up. But hey, this movie is some you know sometimes movies gotta have real fake things like that. And then lastly, the last movie that I watched was Transformers: Dark of the Moon to continue my Blu-ray marathon. That was put on another um, uh, long pause. But this is the third Transformers movie, if you guys don't remember, because you got regular Transformers. Then you got Transformers, uh, ooh, even I don't remember. What was the second Transformers called? Transformers. What was Transformers 2 called? Ooh, Trans. I mean, I have my phone in my hand. I could type it in. I thought I'd be cheating. I don't even know I'm about to do it right now. Let's see if I can find it before I type it in. I know whoever, if the one person who's listening is probably yelling at the screen, like yelling what the Transformers title is, because everybody knows what Transformers is. But what was it called? Transformers. Okay, not Dark of the Moon, because that was what I just watched. Transformers. Not more than meets the eye. What is this? Yeah, okay, I give up. I'm about to just type it in. Transformers 2. It's going to be mad. Revenge of the Fall. There you go. We got Transformers. Oh, my gosh. It's at 19%. I mean, I knew that's the worst one besides the fourth one, but Jesus. But then you, so, yeah, Transformers, Revenge of the Fall. Then you have Transformers, Dark of the Moon, which was what I watched. This is another movie that, you know, doesn't really hold up for me over the years. It's still an enjoyable movie. It's fun. It's action-packed. Got a crazy amount of effects like you would expect a Michael Bay movie to have on top of mass slow-motion scenes. But the storyline is just way too bloated. It's too long. The movie's like two hours and 30-something minutes. Good. There's plenty of stuff you can chop off. You can chop off stuff here. You can chop off stuff there. I mean, I mean the, the whole Battle of Chicago, which is still a sweet scene even though scene is a very uh loose term i guess because it actually ends up being like an hour's worth of the movie you can probably split those movies into two parts got like an hour and a half or just a build up then battle of chicago like an hour's worth of movie but that whole part is still sweet i still enjoy watching all that even though it feels like a lot of stuff's going on there but the movie had a real hectic pace it seems like this movie wanted to be like over three hours, but they had to chop stuff, chop stuff. And even though I just said they need to chop more stuff over, it seemed like they they did a they did a bunch of cutting already, but not enough. So the pace felt really hectic. Ken Jeong or whatever his name is, his role was funny and annoying at the same time. You know, it was just this movie had a really weird balance with humor like it tried to be way more funnier than it should have been like there were some scenes that were humorous additions but there was plenty that could have been cut out like sam's mom she was unnecessarily like vulgar for humor's sake and we need that there was enough people trying to be funny jesus you know this was the last movie last transformers movie that shia was in even though in this movie he was very like overly dramatic at times Consists of him doing a lot of yelling. Clearly, the movie still needs shy because I'd rather take that than, you know, Mark Wahlberg led Transformers with a bunch of dialogue from the Transformers that was just very cringeworthy. Cringeworthy, sorry. This movie, I mean, you got like the one liners and the little jokes and the stabs from the Decepticons, the Autobots, but 
like I said, it's nowhere near on the level that the fourth one was, but still, it needed less of those jokes and those one-liners from the Transformers, because, I don't know, it just, it, it, it just, it just, it's not funny. It wasn't funny, it was corny, and the movie would have definitely benefited from less of that. So, less of those one-liners from the Transformers. Chop this movie up some, because it was way too long. And work on the humor, because the humor was kind of weird. But uh, like I said, it's a fun, action-packed movie. It's more forgettable than I thought it was, but hey, still good. It's talking about uh, Transformers Dark of the Moon <laughs> that I watched yesterday before I watched that. Is that three? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you missed it. I was sitting here for a good five minutes trying to figure out what two is called. Revenge of the Fallen? Yep. Wait, if- <laughs> Don't play me with my Transformers. <laughs> now, four? Four. Not last night, because that's... Nope. It's last night. The fifth one, is that what it's called? Is it... that come out? Did it come out? No, nah, it comes out this summer. <laughs> this is... Yeah. Wait, what is the f- when Shia's gone, it gets a little <laughs> grainy. Yeah, I mentioned that. The movie's knee Shia, even though he was yelling... And was very overdramatic in his third one. <laughs> but the movie still needs them some Shia. Who was the first third one called? Like Dinobots or Extinction? Transformer Extinction? Age of Extinction. There you go. Okay. Yeah, so. So, yeah. Transformers Dark of the Moon. Too long. Movie's about <laughs> almost two hours and 40 minutes, so. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> and it felt rushed still at times, which was very weird. So, that movie wanted to be Lord of the Rings long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, so, before we move on to what we got going on for this super special episode, yet another one. Just want to go over some past episode reflections. First up, when uh, at the beginning of the episode, when you said someone said we should put Nick Cage on the hat. For some reason, when you said that, and it only dawned on me when I was listening to it, I thought you were talking about Luke Cage. (laughs) I mean, I'm still confused with the fact that somebody thinks Nicolas Cage should be. Uh, Two of them top tiers. Yeah, nah. But yeah, in my head, I was even more confused. I was like, what does Luke Cage, the Marvel <laughs> character, have to do with anything? <laughs> Next up, <laughs> took us uh, the last episode. If you didn't listen, you should go back and listen to Top Ten and Chocolate Bozeman, as it's called. But, uh,. It took us 35 minutes to get into the top 10 movies that we went on to discuss for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. Uh, I mean, we're heading towards that right now. So I just, it must take us a full like 30 minute sitcom episode <laughs> to get into the nitty gritty. But um, we asked, what, uh, what's going on with Garrett Hudlin? Or Hedlin, how you pronounce oh, that yeah. fellow's name? <laughs> just want to say his last movie was Billy Lynn. That bust by Ang Lee. <laughs> and the last movie I remember seeing him in was Pan in 2015. Another bad movie. Huh. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I called Damien Chazelle an actor. Proceeded to almost correct myself. <laughs> then go right back to calling him an actor. <laughs> I did one of those, like, Damien Chazelle, like, it shows he's going to be a promising actor. I'm like, wait. Yeah, actor who... <laughs> <laughs> So I was almost there. I almost was able to catch myself, but I'm not quick enough for all that. And lastly, <laughs> and lastly, for all of those people who might have been offended by what was said last episode, you know, just know these are all jokes. 
<laughs> we ain't really, you know, homophobes or racists out here. You know, they just a bunch of JOKs. So hopefully they won't lose any listeners because uh, we was on we was in rare form last episode. <laughs> But I, but I do apologize for some of my terminology, you know. When love you, you love. Yeah, I was using terms like disgusting when mentioned, uh, you know, certain scenarios that that's just not called for. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a little brutal. <laughs> but anywho, yeah, I was like, geez, I cringe a little bit <laughs> back like when uh, one of those first episodes. But anywho, uh, so this episode, like I said, we got another special joint for you. I know. We recording this on, what, a Monday of the week? So I bet everybody's looking forward to the Oscar nominations that's supposed to come out tomorrow morning in the little live uh, streaming broadcast that they do. Or people might be talking about the new title of Star Wars Episode Eight, a.k.a. The Last Jedi. Or people might be going in and, you know, looking up at all the Razzie nominations that just <laughs> dropped today. So you probably think we should be discussing one of those big bad boys right there. But nah, we got something even better for you. For this episode, we are going to reveal the nominations for the third annual IC Movies. Movies? No, IC Movie Awards. You might notice that it got a name change. First it was IC Movie Awards. Then the second year was the IC Fly Paper Movie Awards. Now we're back to the oh, IC yeah, Movie flying. Awards. <laughs> so everybody, strap your seats in. I don't know what that means. Buckle up. We're about to reveal these nominations. If you don't know what the IC Movie Awards are, it's a little awards uh, show or whatever you want to call it that I do on my blog, icmovies.wordpress.com, where I give you my nominations for my favorite things that happened in 2000, or sorry, the year that it is for, so it'll be for 2016, because you know, sometimes I agree with the Oscars and the Golden Globes and the Screen Guilds and all those fancy smancy stuff, but sometimes I don't, so I decide, you know what, let me go ahead and show love to the individuals or the movies that I want to show love for and give my little intake. So after I give these nominations, the the um the nominations will go up on the blog, like I said, icmovies.wordpress.com, right around the time the Oscar nominations are dropped, so it'll come out on Tuesday or Tuesday morning. What's the date? Twenty third. So maybe you're hear this hear this after it, maybe here way after it. So you can probably go to the blog right now, icmovies.wordpress.com. Follow along if you want. Go vote. Vote as many times as you like. The um, the voting will end the day of the Oscars, and I believe that's like February twenty sixth or twenty fourth, something like that. So you got a nice little month to get in, give your spiel. Once all the votes go. Or once voting is closed, then yet again, I will post like a little uh, article slash award show on the blog, giving you my choice and alongside the reader's choice. And, you know, you might have like some performances, some special guests, you know. So if you're not too familiar with how this little shindig goes, once again, go to the blog, icmovies.wordpress.com. One of the tabs at the top says I see movie awards. So you can click on those, see what the past two awards were like. So 
I want to, before I go into these nominations, I like to try to add a new category every year. So the new category that was added this year was best moment. So that is what we're going to be starting with first. This dude uh, fell victim to the Tahitian treat again. Yep. (laughs) Lucky. All right. So I was just giving a nice little long spill of the details with the award show. And I added a new category this year, best moment. So that is where we're going to start out with. I don't remember how we did it last time. I surely don't. Did I give the announcement? Was this the episode where you gave your choice? Or was it the episode where I revealed the winners? I truly don't remember. I have no clue. How about we do it this way? <laughs> I'll reveal the nominations. You can give me like one one uh person or thing or whatever you would wanna or you would have put and then when we do the we reveal the winners episode then I you can give me your choice then. Okay. Because I'm never gonna remember how it actually I was or did I was it the other way around, or was it something I'm forgetting? Because I surely don't remember. Or did we, did I guess who, or who I thought should win on this episode? And then the next episode, we just revealed the winners and did something else. I have no... You can do that. You can, uh, you can put who you guess, like, the, the people will vote for, and then you can also give um, one of, or one person or thing or movie you would have put in there. Okay. Yeah, hey, I think that's what we did, dude. All right. Who I thought would. Cool. We'll just we'll go through this conversation again next year. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, the first nomination is for best moment. We have the epilogue parentheses what if scene from La La Land. If you don't know what that is, that's a scene where Mia is watching Sebastian play the piano, and then mm-hmm. she gets a little goes through her head about um, what their lives would have been like if things were done a little differently. Next up. We got the big third act shootout in the Magnificent Seven. Okay. So you got the, you know, you remember there's two big shootouts. Got the middle one, then you got the end. Now you know. Something I thoroughly enjoyed. Next, you have Darth Vader's Rogue One ending in Rogue One, where that was good too. He takes it upon himself to try to get the Death Star plans or whatever back by chopping through a nice little uh, array of I don't know (laughs) what you call those people in there, but he almost got it back but failed. Next, we have the first battle of, at Hackshaw in Hackshaw Ridge. Super violent if you've seen it. It was fun to watch. Like I said, when I was talking about the movie, my mom was jumping at it like it was a scary movie or something. <laughs> and then the last nomination is the reverse time fight scene in Doctor Strange, yeah. which is like the big climactic battle at the end. So there you have it. Now, first up, what do you think the people are going to vote for? I think the people would vote for La La Land. All right. And then what I would choose is uh, probably Magnificent Seven. That was a very impressive. We were going to save that for the next episode. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to. (laughs) That was rolling off the tongue. (laughs) So what moment stood out to you from this past year that you would have nominated? Let me think. Pull up my movies. Yeah, this is one of those uh, categories that take a lot of thought. <laughs> if you need a second, we can move on to the next one. Okay. Right, we can do that. We'll come. We'll come. We'll keep coming back to that one after each uh, category to see if you have one. 
All right. Next category is. No, I got one. All right. The. I don't even remember if you said this one just now, but the fight scene in Civil War with all the heroes fighting each other. Uh, the airport scene. Yeah. That was definitely a dope scene. Don't know. Once again, just like last year, I remember he was giving me suggestions. I was like, I don't know why I didn't put that one on there. That's yet another one. I don't know why. Maybe I was just enamored by the whole movie that it was. I thought it was all great because also the the scene where Black Panther was chasing down oh, yeah. what's his name, uh, Winter Soldier, and Captain America was right behind. I thought that scene was very dope too. So. You know, once again, I'll be forgetting stuff. I won't be surprised. That <laughs> or uh, the ending in Saucer's Party. Also, see what I was doing? I would uh, say this. I was going to do a funniest moments part of the movie or part or uh, category. But there was only like two real. I don't know if it was two. I got to look at it again. But there was only like a couple or a few moments that stood out to me. So when I actually put like the actual awards post up with the winners, uh, we'll be recognizing those funny moments that c- there wasn't enough to make a category out of. So, spoiler alert, that scene definitely will be a part of that recognition because <laughs> that was hilarious. All right, moving on to best villain. We have John Gallagher Jr. for Hush. John Goodman for 10 Cloverfield Lane, if you want to even call him a villain in that movie. <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson for Nocturnal Animals. <laughs> Stephen uh, Lang for Don't Breathe. Gotta wait a whole week or whatever to do, or until the <laughs> war season passes. Be a month to get to give the answer that everybody uh, know. I'm gonna say, yeah, I know Stephen Lang. And then the uh, last, then the last one, racist white people and the birth of a nation. <laughs> so which one do you think the people gonna vote for? People go for I'm thinking John Goodman. All right. And then who? Uh, what villain would you have nominated in this category? Huh. Let me think. I'll struggle. I'm like, man, a villain. Let me look at my favorite movie. I'm like, I don't know any villains really stood out. Well, uh, Probably uh, Chiron's thirst for men and um, <laughs> because it got him into a bunch of different predicaments. All right, but sure. if I'm being regular, <laughs> I'll go with hmm. Hmm. I really don't. Yeah, I don't think I got one. I can think of specifically. All right. We can move on to the next one then. This was a tricky one because there were some movies I refused to nominate. But <laughs> the category is best scary movie. So first we have The Conjuring 2. Mm-hmm. This is where it gets tricky already. Don't Breathe. Yeah, I guess that is. Yeah, because I don't know if I necessarily would claim that to be a scary movie, but I mean, I guess you in the dark. See, that's kind of like Split. Is that a scary movie? Right. Not really, but <laughs> they can kind of go there. All right, next I have Hush. Coming after that, Lights Out. And then the last movie, The Witch. Now, I refuse to nominate Ouija's of the World and all those <laughs> crappy movies. <laughs> So, which one do you think the people are going to vote for? 
What was the first one? We got The Conjuring 2, Don't Breathe, Hush, Lights Out, and The Witch. I'm probably going to go with Conjuring 2. All right. I feel like for the people, that's more of a one you would think of, like a more recognizable name. All right. And is there a scary movie you would have thrown on the list? I know you want to say Blair Witch. Nah. If any, maybe for a reach, it would be... Um, uh, the other side of the door, but right. that's for if you if you had to add another one, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> force I yourself. I would have skipped over Luigi and nominate that just the end of the movie alone. But all right, next up we have best score. First up, our best score slash soundtrack. We have Hidden Figures, La La Land, The Lobster, Moonlight. And the neon demon, and it's all crappy glory. <laughs> now, which one do you think the people are gonna vote for? Probably La La Land. Okay, that's a nice. I, I, I keep picturing white people logging on and listening to your <laughs> or looking at your blog. That's why I keep saying La La Land. That's definitely how it was when I was in Athens. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So, which uh, score or soundtrack would you have nominated? Honestly, I may go with. I don't want to just maybe maybe Deadpool. Okay. Cause I was gonna say Batman vs Superman, mm-hmm. but now it take me to which movie better? I can't even <laughs> focus on the music. So maybe I'll say that. I mean, Suicide Squad soundtrack wasn't that bad. If I ain't thinking about the score, uh, yeah. Um, it took that out of. It was hard for me to push past the fact that yeah. I was disappointed in that movie. That with Batman vs Superman because I like Hans Zimmer and I like the the Man of Steel score. Yeah, that's that's I was thinking more along the lines of Man of Steel and not. They probably were very similar, yeah. so I probably do like that score too. Just that <laughs> that movie is very distracting. But I'll go with Pop Star Never Stop Never Stop. And if we go off soundtrack, that's a great choice. I completely <laughs> forgot about that one because uh, originally it was between or. Uh, the ones that are on the outside looking in was Arrival and Rogue One because I really liked what they did with Rogue One, how it had still the the Star Wars esque yeah. vibe the scores usually have with a little twist. So I thought that was dope, but you know, stuff happens. All right, next category, best screenplay, we got Shane Black for the Nice Guys, Damien Chazelle for La La Land. I'm, I don't even know if I really want to try to pronounce these two individuals' names. <laughs> Yorgos. Lanthimos and Ephemis Flipio. Hey, what they write? Uh, <laughs> one of the movies with America Ferrera. <laughs> nah. They wrote The Lobster. Next we have Kenneth Lonergan from Manchester by the Sea. And then top it all off, we got Richard Linklater for Everybody Wants Some. So which one do you think the people going to vote for? We're going to go with La La Land. Because <laughs> they don't know them other movies. <laughs> That's a fact. All right. Now, which uh, movie would you have thrown in there? Um, uh-huh. that, you got beatbox when you're trying to think of. <laughs> get, the, get the bells are ringing. Ooh, that upper body strength. Talk to him, bro. 
I don't know why I don't breathe or Edge of Seventeen is something that's popped in my head. Knowing Edge of Seventeen ain't like no top ten movie for me. <laughs> she did uh, the script that was pretty good. Yeah, even though I complained about how she was landing some of them jokes, <laughs> the movie was still written well. And the you know speaking of Edge of Seventeen had a chick from Edge of Seventeen in Split. Don't know her name. Not even gonna look it up. I'm not surely she was unrecognizable then, if that's the case. The chick who was her best friend in the movie and the dating her brother was the girl. Oh, that was her. Yeah, she- I didn't really like her in Split a little bit because he was doing a lot of... <laughs> and all this panicking stuff. Her hair don't look like it's, like, brushed. I think that's the natural look of it, but it looked like a little ragdoll type of vibe to it. But, I mean, be who you gonna be, love you gonna love. <laughs> Alright, next up we got Best Visual Effects. First up we got Arrival. Next, Captain America Civil War. Doctor Strange. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And lastly, Rogue One. So which movie do you see the people voting for? Hmm, this is a long no, they probably gonna go with Rogue One. Yep. Alright, so which movie would you have thrown in there? Hmm. I don't know why, I'm just, I'm thinking about it as soon as you say it, as if I don't know what the... I know you got like a Suicide Squad on your brain, because you nah, love the way the Nah, I hate that. Whoever her sidekick in the movie was, who had like that uh, CGI body with a real face. <laughs> <laughs> Or Batman vs. Superman. You love the way that movie was. Like, you always talk about nah. how good Doomsday was and stuff I'm going like to go that. with Jungle Book. Is that why on there? Was it? That's one that leaves me a little baffled why it's not on there. But like I said, which is sad, I curate this list year-round. Then I finalize it at the end of the year. Now, that's one of those movies. I couldn't, I really don't understand why it's not on there. But I mean, I, it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> Everybody gets snubbed yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, Jungle Book over here throwing, <laughs> throwing papers at the Dang, computer. they upset. They're like, why are you mad? I was not nominated for a Nady this year. And that is a travesty. Over, oh, I had a way better looking movie than Captain America or Arrival and some shenanigans. But all right, best action movie. We have Captain America Civil War, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, The Magnificent Seven, and lastly, Rogue One. So which movie do you think the people are going to vote for? I'm going to go Captain America. Okay. Now, which movie do you think is missing or you would have added? Uh... Guess just off the strength, I can't really think of any Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Batman vs Superman. So I know how much you love I'll Batman. I'll never <laughs> say that. And uh, the two fight scenes that they had in the movie, you loved them so much. <laughs> Is she with you? Oh, I thought she came with you. <laughs> like, that's that's DC's issue. 
y'all are the most humorless <laughs> group of people. that around. Justice League is going to be a full-on Chris Rock stand-up special when it comes to the You can't just do that to us and switch it around and... Hey, they had some accidental jokes like, save Martha. What did you say? All right. Speaking of funnies, best comedy. This was a tough one because Golden Globes got my head all jacked up Uh and what they consider comedies. Kind of drifted into <laughs> my, uh, my own opinions, but we have Deadpool, mm-hmm. The Lobster, because Colin Farrell was nominated for Best Comedic Actor or whatever, mm-hmm. or the lead role or whatever at the Golden Globes. Next up, we have Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping, and Sausage Party. Now, the movie I had to take off was the nice guys I'm not gonna say which movie I took it off for I was like I got some movies that are really iffy when it comes to comedies on here so I had to replace it with something else but the nice guys if you haven't seen that I talked about last episode great movie so which movie do you think the people are gonna vote for uh, Neighbors 2 alright or Deadpool Neighbors 2 I, I stick with Neighbors 2 alright now which movie would you have thrown in there Probably go like a Moonlight. <laughs> that movie. That's one, probably movies, one of the movies I laughed the hardest on <laughs> during several scenes. Oh, man. If not that, then, I mean, those are all the best comedies. So, like uh, Central Intelligence or something. I don't know. Right. I like that movie greatly. I like a Zoolander, too. Yeah, yeah, I guess this ain't the Razzies. So. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very close to... Zoolander 2 and another Razzie nominated movie, Dirty Grandpa being thrown on there. Cause those, I forgot Dirty Grandpa came out that shit first, 2016. Those are two very dumb movies, but I was rolling at them. Alright, moving on to my computer stuff acting like a jerk. To best, I want to say best animated movie we have. And mind you, this I think was the record for animated movies I've seen in a year. Because usually... <laughs> I got to put like four, or I'd top out at five, so all five <laughs> get nominated. But this, that was plenty of move, animated movies that didn't make it. But we have Finding Dory, Kubo, and the Two Strings, <laughs> Sausage Party, Storks, and Zootopia. Now, which one do you think the people are going to vote for? Probably go with Zootopia. All right. And which one would you have thrown in there if there's seeing any? that I haven't seen <laughs> that many animated films? I'll just say the one animated film that's not on this list that I seen Ice Age Collision Course. Oh, there's two. <laughs> Mo, do you say Moana? Nope. Moana then, but right. I didn't like Moana. <laughs> it's too right. much chest popping. I like Moana better than Blair Witch. If we yeah. say what movies we like, yeah, better. Blair Witch is trash. But all right. Moving on to Best Supporting Actress. Uh, our actress ahead of time. There's two individuals' names who I can't pronounce. <laughs> First up, we have, in a surprise, we got Haley Bennett from The Girl on the Train. Okay. Naomi Harris, or Naomi Harris from Moonlight. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce this lady's name. Ariane Lebed. Yeah, I, don't, I don't, know. don't know who that is, but from The Lobster, 
Next, when the little girl who's now continuously botch on this podcast, Angory Rice from the Nice Guys. <laughs> and lastly, my girl who's not too ugly to play, Mary Jane, <laughs> Shailene Whitley from Snowden. Dang, she was too ugly to even play. They had a writer out the movie. Because they had a little like a tomboy, like a biker <laughs> chick for some odd reason. Dang, that's ugly. But anyways, who do you think the people going to vote for? He gonna go with Sam again, real quick. We got Haley Bennett, girl on the train. Naomi Harris from Moonlight. Ariana Labide for The Lobster. Anne Gorey Rice for Nice Guys, and Shailene Woodley for Snowden. They ain't gonna go with her because she's too ugly. So I'm gonna go with Naomi Harris. Okay. Next, we're moving on to Best Supporting Actor. We got. Charlotte Copley for Hardcore Henry, Ben Foster for Hell or High Water, John Goodman for 10 Cloverfield Lane, Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea, and this one, this person's from Moonlight, and I was struggling who to decide because there's three individuals. Of course, you got Mahershala mm-hmm. Ali, that's how you pronounce that individual's name if I'm not mistaken, but then as I numerously saw in this show, it was barely in a movie. <laughs> Next, I was like Trevante Rhodes, who played Black, aka the older version of Chiron, as he played it very well. He played it real subtle, but he also made you know who he was, even though looks wise he resembled nothing of the other ones. But he <laughs> showed those little character traits that made you say, "Okay, that's Chiron," and how he was played that vulnerability but trying to hide it amongst his like super male ego or whatever you want to call it but then they ended up going with Ashton Sanders who played the middle version of Chiron aka Skinny or whatever he was in the movie because I felt like his character put on or he had to his he went through more like trials and tribulations of Chiron than the other two did so who do you think the people are going to vote for Probably gonna go with Sad thing is I immediately just now forgot All the people on there <laughs> Let me run through them real quick yeah. You got Charlotte Copley from Hardcore Henry Ben Foster for Hell or High Water John Goodman 10 Cloverfield That's Lane. what I was gonna go with Johnny Good. John Goodman Alright who would you have thrown up in here I'd have maybe put I guess I'll go with Marsh, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha Ali, Mahasha. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with him. All right. Yeah, I'll stick with him. All right. Unless I want to go with a Michael K. Williams and Triple Nine when he, played, when he played that lady. I'm surprised you didn't say uh, your boy, Aaron Taylor Johnson, for his nocturnal animal. Oh, Yeah. Or Michael Shannon also did a good job in that movie. That slipped my mind. Can't go wrong with ATJ. ATJ. In the crowd go ATJ. <laughs> Man, I didn't even look up to see how the Run of Jewels concert was. A concert that constantly kept slipping yeah. my mind. I was very angry when I was doing something that day and re-saw that they were performing. I was mad that I literally could not remember that they were coming here. Yeah, I don't know why. And just buy the tickets mm-hmm, that, when I saw it. I did that with the weekend. I wasn't playing no games with that. I need to do that for everybody. Right. Hopefully they come back when that RTJ4 come out. Oh, yeah, I remember I saw like the opening acts they had. There was a bunch of them, and I had no clue who they were. 
So I don't think that helps the situation any. Alright. Next up we have Best Actress. We got Amy Adams for which movie do you think she got nominated for? Both of them. <laughs> nah, I had a rule. I was like, everybody gets nominated for one movie. Because some of these categories could have been filled with two people. But, so Amy Adams, she had Arrival, Nocturnal Animals, and Batman vs. Superman. I know which one you lean into, Batman vs. Superman. not Batman vs. Superman. I'll go Arrival. Yep, Amy Adams for Arrival. Next, we have Emily Blunt for The Girl on the Train. Next, we have Amelia Clark for Me Before You, a.k.a. Wills. <laughs> Wills and the leg, man. <laughs> Next, we have Sally Field. For Hello, My Name is Doris. And then lastly, Queen, Emily Stone for La La Land. Now, I don't know why that all that made me think of the Chips trailer. And the backlash that movie was getting from yeah. the stars of the show. <laughs> I feel like, oh, this trailer looks trash. <laughs> like, dang. <laughs> we got some Dax Shepard or some Michael Pena haters out here. Yeah. If the original creators of something you reboot and don't like, it'll make me not really want to do that movie. <laughs> Everybody from the creators, from the start, it was like, That's nah. Crazy. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see when this movie come out. They shouldn't. That would make me not even want to care about that movie. Like, oh, I need to promote this movie then. Mm. Can't wait to. I ain't heard nothing bad about the Baywatch. Oh, yeah. That ain't really a movie or a show you should be taking that seriously, anyways. <laughs> but, all right. So, who do you think the people are going to vote for? Um, for some reason in my head, I got them saying Amy Adams over Emma Stone. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna keep my comments to myself. <laughs> nah, I might have to go in and mess with the editing. <laughs> Those are two great choices. These are all two great choices. Sally Field did a real great job. Amelia Clark. We already said how she put on a performance of a lifetime in that movie. <laughs> Emily Blunt. Then we we'll get to in. see her again and. Han Solo. She's doing some other boring movie that comes out uh, not too long from now that looks trash. But anyways, you know, got two nominations from the disappointing girl on the train. So that shows you that the acting was good. The plot was just very... Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. All right. So who would you have thrown in there? Oof, maybe like a... Jane Levy or Levi, whatever her name is. Don't breathe. But she went ahead and did a monster truck. Monster truck <laughs> so I don't know. That's what, that shows you undeserving. I thought you were gonna say uh, what's her name, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Oh yeah, her or Scarlett Johansson and Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very solid job she put on. <laughs> All right, next we have best actor. We got Jake Gyllenhaal for all his movies, Ryan Gosling for all his movies, call it a day. It's like, nah, we got Colin Farrell for his hilarious performance in The Lobster, according to the Gun Gloves. Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge. Now we got Ryan Gosling, which you think he nominated for La La Land or The Nice Guys? La La Land. You are wrong. You got Ryan Gosling for The Nice Guys. It was a tough decision. But the nice guys, I feel like he's put on a slightly better job and it's not getting the the look-sees it should be getting. Next, we have Jake Gyllenhaal. Now, which do you think he's nominated for? Nocturnal Animals or the very forgotten about Demolition? I'm going to go Demolition. You are correct. 
We got Jake Gyllenhaal nominated for Demolition. And lastly, Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool. Now, who do you think the people are going to vote for? Goss, nope. Ryan Reynolds, right. since it's not La La Land. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, we don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> All right, who would you have thrown in there? Maybe like uh, Andy Samberg for Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Right. Definitely a funny role. Yeah, or... Yeah, probably just him, because I can't think of nothing else. All right. Next... We have Best Director. Here we have Damien Chazelle for La La Land. John Favreau for The Jungle Book. Anthony and Joe Russo, a.k.a. the Russo Brothers, for Captain America Civil War. Denis V for Arrival. And James Wan for The Conjuring 2. Now, who do you think the people going to vote for? They going to go with Damien Chazelle. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Who would you have rolled with for this one? Or who would you add to the party? Right. Let me look at my phone real quick. Let me think. Give me a second to think. I'm thinking and I'm singing at the same time. Think. I'm thinking and singing at the same time. I'm going to go with Scott Dickerson. For right, uh, Dr. Strange. Or Derek is it Dickerson or Derrickson? Derrickson. I think it's probably Derrickson. Yeah, I'm going home for Doctor Strange for the way it looked. Great choice. That was this was another hard category to narrow down because there's just a lot of great directors, but you know, some got in off of bias, some got in off of work. <laughs> Alright, in the last category, which we all know the nominations for because we literally just went over my top ten favorite movies from 2016 the last episode but if you guys need a refresher for best picture we have Arrival Captain America Civil War The Conjuring 2 Deadpool Doctor Strange La La Land The Lobster Neighbors 2 Sorority Rising The Nice Guys and last but not least Sausage Party now who do you think the people are going to vote for La La Land. Okay. <laughs> and who would you have thrown in there? Finding Dory. Great choice. Great choice. Yeah, Finding Dory or... Mm, yeah. All right. Because I think all of them is in there. All right. So there you have it. We have the nominations for the third annual IC. Third annual. By the time you hear this... It should already be up on the blog, icmovies.wordpress.com. So go on there and vote as many times as you want. Voting will end the day of the Oscars, which is February 24th or 26th. Don't remember exactly. So yeah, basically a month to get on there and vote. Let's try to set the record for most votes over the past two episodes. Yeah. And yeah. So remember, icmovies.wordpress.com. Go on and vote for the IC Movie Awards. Make sure your favorite movie, actress, or whatever gets the W. When I was making this, I was like, this one seems more like, uh, not indie, but more more stuck up than my, my previous <laughs> list. Some of these people are like, these are a bunch of like critic, critical darling movies. <laughs> like, where the, 
where the Chris Evans is for yeah, for this. Captain America. Where those type of people at? <laughs> I'm getting a little I'm getting a little snobby in my old age. <laughs> Alright, moving on to the next part of the show, which I think is the Rotten Tomatoes segment, if I'm not mistaken. I have no clue. It ain't like we've been doing this podcast for a year. <laughs> Alright, we can go with that. So, like I said earlier, um, we did Triple X was our first movie that we were going to um, guess the Rotten Tomato score of. Now... What we'll do every time we finally get to a movie that we uh, guest on, the day we do the podcast is when we'll type or we'll see what the score is. So looking at Triple X right now, it is at a solid 43% on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, man. Now let's review for Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. You predicted 49%. I predicted 44%. Dang it. So I will be receiving one point for my almost spot on guess of Triple X. So hopefully we can keep on this streak of me winning this because I'm trying to take home this crown. (laughs) So right now it's at a 1 0. And this week's movie, or. So by next episode, we will reveal Resident Evil, the final chapter, which we also guess. We are our margins for this one is a lot closer. You guess twenty nine percent, I guess twenty six percent. So we'll be letting you know who came out victorious that time around. But this week, we have a new movie that we're going to be guessing the score of. There's a lot of movies that come out uh, on February or around Valentine's Day. You got Lego Batman. You got uh, some other decent movie. I'm not going to look it up what it is. But nah, we ain't doing none of the movies. We doing Fifty Shades Darker. Now, what do you, what is your guess for Fifty Shades Darker? I'm deciding if I'm going to go high or low. It'll be Michelle Obama or Melania. This was a little tougher because I had my initial number that just popped to me. But now I'm all shooken up from the triple X loss. <laughs> you almost had it. That that luxurious 89%. <laughs> like you win with, with 49%. Uh, let me. I need a quick. I don't know why this all of a sudden got a little difficult. Because <laughs> my initial number was... Yeah, what was that initial number that first popped to your head? And you said 50 shades. You know what? I'm going 35%. I'm going high. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time we get closer and closer together. <laughs> and it only took us, what was this, third week to be spot on. <laughs> That means that we, is crazy. That means not only do we know about these movies, uh-huh. <laughs> we got the same thoughts on them. Uh-huh. Like this movie. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna give my thought process for why I gave it 35. <laughs> percent Now I looked up what the first one got. 
if I'm not mistaken, it was 20, 25% was one of those numbers. We all know that movie was garbage. If not mistaken, it was one of your top three worst movies of 2015, if not the worst one. It was definitely up there on my list. I just can't remember the exact number. So we all know it was trash. Now this movie takes a more serious approach. The movie get kind of like thriller-esque and I, heard, I saw a gun pulled out on the trailer. So it might be like a tad bit hint of violence and I'm not talking about butt smackings and stuff like that. So I was like, maybe the less cheesiness nature. I mean, we're still going to get buttloads of it. But maybe the less cheesiness might win over some critics. So I was like, it's still going to be bad. But first mm-hmm. I was thinking 30%. But I was like, you know what? Maybe the darker aspects of this movie would bump it up to a <laughs> 35. So... Yeah, so since we both guessed 35 My thought process was a lot more different. You sent the text. I looked at it and 35 popped in my head. <laughs> like this one, you've got 35 written all over it. All right. How should we do this since we both guessed 35%? Whew. Um, I mean, so we get canceled out. Do we play rock, paper, scissors for <laughs> the automatic winner? You know what? I will adjust mine since I originally said thirty percent, just so I have <laughs> decent uh, a difference. I'm gonna drop mine down thirty percent. Okay. Watch this movie get like a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Fifty Shades Darker. Dang, even my fingers put ninety percent. Dang. <laughs> All right, so I I'm gonna go with thirty percent. You're going to go with 35% for Fifty Shades Darker. All right. Now let's move on to the punishment punishment segment. You got uh, some uh, somebody you want to give? There was somebody I was thinking of earlier last week, but that was early last week. <laughs> therefore, that means I don't remember. <laughs> I had two options that I was weighing through. First one. Wasn't a person. It was a show. <laughs> it was the People's Choice Awards. So I did not watch. Yeah, me neither. But I happened to, of course, see the winners. I was already disturbed by the nominations, but I was even more disturbed by who won. <laughs> now, if I can just quickly find the list of award winners, don't take forever either. Just gonna type this in. You, you would think I should already have this pulled up. <laughs> but nah, that's too that's too professional. So I'm just gonna read some of the more uh daunting ones that threw me off. So I mean favorite movie Finding Dory One, that's cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad is nominated. Um <laughs> Favorite movie actor. Ryan Reynolds won, that's fair. Favorite uh movie actress, Jennifer Lawrence won. If I'm not mistaken, she did one movie, <laughs> and that was Passengers. We all know Passengers isn't worthy, but Jennifer Lawrence is popular. Oh, and X-Men. Oh, yeah, which is another bad movie. <laughs> but who was also nominated? Melissa McCarthy. Um, favorite action movie, Deadpool won. You know, favorite action movie star, Ryan Reynolds, who won favorite uh, movie actor, was also nominated in this category, but somehow didn't win. Robert Downey Jr. won that. 
Who who also was nominated? Liam Hemsworth. Um, <laughs> favorite movie actress that was Margot Robbie. Favorite comedic movie. Now let me look. Let me read you the nominations. Bad Moms, Central Intelligence, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, <laughs> How to Be Single, Neighbors Two, Sorority Rising. Now, which one of those movies did you think won? I'm hoping not How to Be Single. Nope. Okay. The fact that it's still nominated is very appalling. <laughs> Who won that? I don't know. Bad Moms. <laughs> favorite, okay. com- <laughs> favorite comedic actor, Kevin Hart. He won. Ryan Gosling was nominated. This is funny to think of him as a comedic actress. Yeah, they need to stop that. Favorite comedic movie actress. Let me read these to you. And then Kendrick, a.k.a. Mrs. Take It or Leave It. <laughs> Kristen Bell. Kristen Wiig. Melissa McCarthy and Rebel Wilson. Melissa McCarthy won. Uh, I had a feeling like Rebel Wilson was going to win. Now, here, here's a here's a, here's a a very funny category. Favorite dramatic movie. Deepwater Horizon. Me Before You. <laughs> Miracles from Heaven. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. That movie doesn't sp- scream dramatic to me, but mind you, I've never seen it. And Sully. <laughs> this is a nice cast of uh, characters for a category yeah. movie. <laughs> Me before you won. Okay. <laughs> now we have favorite dramatic movie actor. Tom Hanks won this. Now here, here's here's a good one. And the, this movie that she won for was a surprisingly good movie. <laughs> but this is something that shouldn't happen. Favorite dramatic movie actress. You know who won this? Mm-mm. Blake Lively. <laughs> She was this the people's <laughs> choice. You can't put people in charge of nothing, man. Because this is this is a real reflection on America. She was nominated up against Amy Adams, <laughs> Emily Blunt. She's better, man. Julia Roberts, who did very two lukewarm movies, even though I like Mother's Day, and Meryl Streep. Oh man. Now, favorite family movie. Finding Dory won this one. Okay. But it was up against Alice Through the Looking Glass, which was <laughs> trash. Jungle Book, Secret Life of Pets, Zootopia. Whatever. Now, this one this one also cracks me up. Favorite thriller movie. Conjuring <laughs> 2. First Girl. of all, the category alone. Favorite thriller movie. <laughs> that sounds crazy. <laughs> Even though if you Google The Conjuring 2 and under genres... <laughs> It comes up as a mystery thriller. <laughs> Nothing about horrors. Damn, people were going here thinking they seen a, a Nancy Drew. They seen some terrifying. But you got The Conjuring 2, The Girl on the Train, which I thought was widely hated, <laughs> Nerve, The Purge Election Year, and The Shallows. The huh. Girl on the Train won. Okay. But the fact that Nerve was nominated is disturbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This one also <laughs> this threw me for a loop, and I don't know is I don't know if this is a yearly category. Favorite movie icon? Now you have Denzel Washington, Johnny Depp. Is this just people that pop to their head? <laughs> for the- <laughs> I was like, is this an every year category? How many icons can you have? But you have Samuel Jackson, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks. You guessed it, Johnny Depp won, <laughs> and he's had a awful year. I'm not going to go into Johnny Depp. 
I'm not even going to go into the TV part, clearly, because it's ain't a TV show. I just want to mention that. <laughs> Shout out to my boy. <laughs> Where's it at? Let me find it. Let me find where, where you at, where you at, where you at. Oh, yeah. Fuller House 1, favorite premium comedy series. <laughs> Dang, I mean, it's the best, I guess. But where is it at? Where is it at? Come on. So many freaking TV show categories. <laughs> but, uh, where is it at? Hey, here we go. Favorite actor in a new TV series. Who, who won that? You guessed it. Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> Over guys like Damon Wayans, Kevin James, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland, and Milo Ventimiglia. I don't know who that is. That is a drama, the show <laughs> he's on. He's on This Is Us, well, I believe. And then, um, favorite new TV comedy. If Matt LeBlanc won favorite actor, you already know his show. <laughs> Man with a plan one favorite new TV comedy <laughs> over American Housewife. The Good Place, The Great Indoors, Kevin Can Wait, Son of Zorn, and Speechless. <laughs> so, I just, all that threw me for a loop. I was, That's crazy. I know people, when we vote for awards, it's kind of odd. Like, we almost had Zaza Pachulia starting in yeah. the All-Star game. So, I mean, but some of those are unnecessary. But like I said, that's not who I'm giving the punishment award to, shockingly. This is going to a fellow who's a repeat offender now, Umberto Gonzalez, <laughs> who now also writes for the rap. Yeah, you probably seen. He his, deserved it. You probably seen his work in the news when it came down to <laughs> Green, the top choices that Warner Brothers wanted to play Green Lantern. Now, me and you seem like the only people who was taken aback. And that by. is very, very bothersome. <laughs> people were actually addressing these. This this casting uh, these casting candidates as if it was a real thing. But let me just read off the individuals who are who are said to be on the short list of <laughs> actors to play Hal Jordan in the new Green Lantern Corps movie. Oh my gosh! We have Tom Cruise, <sighs> Bradley Cooper, who at one time was going to play Green Lantern until he lost out to yeah. the next person on the list, Ryan Reynolds. Impossible. Jake Gyllenhaal, who has turned down his share Yeah, of he's not doing it. Superhero movies, most recently a role in Suicide Squad. Joe McHale, who they must want. Funny. Imagine like a Joe McHale and a Mahershala Ali. Odd couples with the name <laughs> of this movie we caught. <laughs> and to top everything off, we got Army Hammer. Yeah, the dude that they just yeah. gonna give it to. Of course, he's came out recently said he hasn't heard of these rumors, but he's a bow fat liar. We know you get this rough. I haven't heard of these rumors. You're going to lie <laughs> out your Lone Ranger star mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you hear names like Bradley Cooper, Jay Gyllenhaal, Joe McHale, Army Hammer, two of those people you know not getting it. One would be very weird in the row, but you can kind of get a sense of the look that they're getting. Or the age range, kind of. Even uh-huh. Bradley Cooper is arguably older, much older than a bunch of these dudes. But then you see, like, Tom Cruise. And now you're completely like, all right, is he going to be like an old <laughs> man? Is he going to be like a, a mentor to Jon Stewart? Or what's going on? And then they have the audacity to put Ryan Reynolds on here. Yeah. If Ryan Reynolds messes around and gets 
conned into doing another Green Lantern movie. This isn't like Deadpool he, all over yeah, here. That means he didn't care about what he worked for. Right. You, uh, you, For one, you're in a Marvel franchise. Yeah. Mine is Fox, but it's still Marvel. You have a hit on your hands. Mm-hmm. You're currently in the process of messing around and screwing up Deadpool 2. But at least you have the leeway to do that right now. You didn't get the leeway to make a Green Lantern too. Yeah. You bashed that movie in Deadpool. You bashed that movie in interviews. You bashed that movie at every opportunity you get, especially when it came to promoting Deadpool. Because you constantly talk about how awful Green Lantern was, mm-hmm. how that movie didn't even have a script when you started shooting. The movie basically started with like a poster, costume, and then like, oh yeah, we should probably get around to the that script. That's crazy. Now mind you, he met his, his, his wife on there, so maybe... Maybe he feels... People's Choice Award winning <laughs> wife. Yeah, I'm sorry. People's Choice Award winning Blake Lively for the Shallows. <laughs> Maybe he feels like I got a good luck charm messing with Green Lantern, so second time's a charm. <laughs> Maybe they're going to offer him a buttload of money, make him like the lead. Like, forget Ben Affleck and Henry Cavell. Uh-huh. Ryan Reynolds going to be the new lead. I don't know, but none of those reasons seem logical enough yeah, for you to do it's that Still movie not again. good enough. You know how bad his star would fall again? Oh, they would hate him if he did that. <laughs> he built this. He built it back up thanks to Deadpool. That thing would come crashing down all over again. <laughs> don't even don't get me started on Tom Cruise. Can you imagine Tom Cruise in a green? A lantern? little short, elderly fella. <laughs> Tom Cruise is fifty plus years old. Mind you, he is on a renaissance of his own when it comes to his action movie. Mm-hmm. Not Jack Reacher too, though. <laughs> so he's in a good space. He got the mummy coming out, which will most likely bomb and not be that good. But, but that's supposed to start the the monsters right. universe, as they're calling it. He's got his own franchise. He's about on top of the Mission Impossible's, Jack Reacher, <laughs> Live Free, Die, whatever that movie's called. He he a busy man. He don't mm-hmm. really got time to be adding uh, DC commitment to his uh, already building or already big resume. Now, can you picture this? Justice League 2 starring Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Cyborg, <laughs> Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, uh, Ezra Miller, <laughs> and Tom Cruise. He's going to want his name above Justice League. Yeah, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise Justice League. <laughs> Tom Cruise's Justice League. He's, he's going to want solo billing by himself. This is ridiculous. And the fact that people are taking this seriously, they're like, I don't understand this? that. I can see this. It's not happening. I don't want Tom Cruise to play him because he's old. Ryan Reynolds, I don't want you doing this again. Second time is not the charm. Bradley Cooper, you're already in Marvel. You're with the MCU. You definitely ain't doing a DC a DCU movie. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, I want you to do a big budget movie. This ain't it. Yeah. I don't want you. I want your good uh, Paul Prince all over this dirty Justice League <laughs> and yeah, Warner Brothers DC universe. They already messing up. Joe McHale, you ring of just stay on TV. <laughs> yeah, the hilarious community. The Great Indoors was funny. You did the suit for a while. You dabbled in uh, movies with Ted. I don't, I don't know any other movies you've been in. You act like you didn't know he was in Spy Kids 5. See, this is why I say you shouldn't dabble in movies. Your TV <laughs> lane is good. Or supporting actor in a film for now. 
an army hammer. This is your road. This is built for you. I don't want you to have it. But all these guys, <laughs> if somebody <laughs> asks for my vote, Jake Gyllenhaal is one of my favorite actors. But I ain't going to put him through this torture. Yeah, he don't deserve this. Army Hammer can take this beat. And I could care less. Mm-hmm. So, even though I haven't said your name in a while, Umberto Gonzalez, for you starting this whole conversation up, <laughs> you're getting put on punishment again, sir. Last time you were put on punishment, you were under the moniker, or it was your site, Heroic Hollywood, for your awful Justice League titles that y'all said were going to be one of the choices. <laughs> but now, you're getting it for a DC-related thing again, so... Humberto Gonzalez, you don't punish me, sir. Okay, you got my sound effects ready. <laughs> Dang, that's how my toilet sounds. Sounds like a car being backed Dang. up. Mm. Uh, no. <laughs> got ads coming up. I didn't like get this together. Some, you want to buy some puppy child? <laughs> uh, let's see. What's a good one for? Nah. Yeah, I'm working this out on air. <laughs> this, 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 this podcast is raw. It's real. <laughs> we don't do no edits. Self-destruct sequence activated. Nah, that ain't it. Nah. Zoinks? Zoinks? Uh, nah, that ain't good. Go sit in the corner and uh, <laughs> stop trying to come up with clickbait. Yeah. This is getting annoying. I'll be mad if that was true. Oh, let one of them other than Army Hammer get the row. If so, I have a feeling Tom Cruise. <laughs> DC must got a remain top game. <laughs> they they must got a death <laughs> wish. Because <laughs> they're failing. All these duds. And they're <laughs> able to get, like, let's get this solid, yeah. iffy actor on board. Lord Jesus. I can see them letting Will Smith be John Stewart and not even acknowledging that he was dead shot. <laughs> I read this funny tweet or article the other day that said, so Suicide Squad is working on a dead shot solo film. Why don't they just make a Suicide Squad too? They really should. Because it's the same exact thing. <laughs> All right. So we'll move on to the Blu-ray segment. Ain't even prepared for that yet. We're going to come back strong one of these yeah, days. One of, I ain't going to give y'all a week. <laughs> so when it happens, don't be surprised. Like they on their A game. <laughs> All right, this week we got... I'm not mistaken, I've seen the movies and they were pretty trash. Oh, wait, I got to go up to a week up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to You see right. Light Between Oceans? Nah. All right, so it's down in Inferno. Nah, I see that either. But oh, so there ain't no movies. <laughs> it look whack. So, yeah. That's Got a free week and save a little bit of cash. <laughs> Unless you're a big Felicity Jones fan now and you like to see Tom Hanks with a crazy looking wig on. Huh. <laughs> I mean, is there something on Netflix? I mean, y'all really... Hey. Skip traces on Netflix. Movie that we premiered the trailer on. Speaking of trailers, yeah, if you want to premiere your trailer on our, <laughs> yeah, if you want us to review your trailer, comment, and you know, of course, and I need to interview one of y'all low life actors or directors. I mean, that's not a good way to get get yeah. somebody to want to interview with you by calling them low lifes. <laughs> prove us wrong. I said a trailer, uh, but uh, speaking of trailers, before we mention the movies that we plan on seeing next, 
Last episode, we We're, called for a Power Rangers. I'm about to Rangers. see if I can throw your sentence up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, look at him struggling. Get back to that sentence. All right, finish what you were saying. I ain't gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing. It. I'm, I'm seeing if he can talk through this Michael B. Jordan picture of him. Uh, I guess he like working out or something. I don't know what this okay. is. Okay, I'm not even gonna say what I said about Creep when it first came out and how. There's a definition of back muscles in the dictionary, and there's a, there's a picture book. <laughs> huh. We're going to get back onto that. That's real weird. Because <laughs> well, we almost out of here. I don't want to turn this into hours of you glossing over. It's got nothing to do with anything, but uh, Jamel and Michael Smith are going to be on a breakfast club. Why well, promoting their new sports center? I guess had. so. Yeah, SC6. Yeah, ESPN, they, they really in dire need of change because yeah. they keep changing up a bunch of stuff. When you take Mike off of Mike and Mike, something's going on. That's bizarre. <laughs> I don't know when they're doing it, but that's coming. And so they're just going to leave Golik there. So I think they said they might either get, I forget who it was, either somebody or his son. That is weird. Like, well, give Mike Golik a retirement package and... Tell him to go about his way because that show's going to fail. Why are they doing that? Because they want to move Greenberg to give him his own show on, like, on ESPN where it's kind of like a sports center, like a morning type of talk show sort of thing. Dang. I'm like, dang, is he clearly the best one of the two? I, I mean, of- I guess they're just not going to be, ain't they friends? Or, I thought they were <laughs> partners where you don't separate them, but apparently not. not. It's yeah. the man show all over again where uh, Jimmy Kimmel dipped on Adam Carolla. Oh, yeah. I forgot Jimmy Kimmel did something else before. Look at Jimmy Kimmel live. <laughs> Jesus. But, all right. So, but yeah, before we move on to the movies we plan to see, last episode, we uh, called Power Rangers to a stand and told them we need a new trailer. Yeah. And then, literally, we got a new trailer right before the episode dropped. So, what were your thoughts on the Power Ranger trailer? It, I mean, of course, I was prepared for the worst, and it wasn't that but at the same time i'm still missing a little summer i don't appreciate the curse word in there yeah i saw that a lot of places it was like i got them cussing now that's so that's whack because that's forced yeah that was <laughs> to me it was it was better than the first one of course oh, yeah it made the movie seem interesting but generic at the same time that trailer made it seem like the dude who directed Project Almanac directed this movie yeah. playing his day. But what I don't like is pick your tone. Y'all started out with a dark vibe. This one got humor that's like I said is generic and kind of dark at the same time, but still has elements that it wants to be for kids. It's just one of the problems I knew that the Power Ranger movie was gonna have is tone. What you go? You gonna make it for? The kids who grew up with Power Rangers, or are you gonna make it for kids now who watching like the crap like Dino Burst yeah. Thunder or whatever garbage <laughs> on TV now? And then the big ending scene where the person gets all big, and then you got the the Megazord or whatever, and they come together. Well, that wasn't as bad as I predicted it was gonna be because yeah. it's basically like a Transformers movie. I, my my thought process is how they gonna get there. Yeah. And lastly. The movie looks like an hour of origin story, one fight scene that comes at the very end that lasts 15 to 20 minutes. So, 
Yeah, yeah, that definitely ain't gonna happen till the end. Sorry. And I... it kind of looked weird seeing on the big screen where it's multiple like Power Rangers fighting and stuff. Yeah, and the Power Rangers costumes don't look that good in action. But, nope. You know, especially they look, they look heavy. Especially when the masks come off and you can just see their face with the the costume. Yeah, they look crazy. They look like and please take his morphin time out. It's or, morphin time. Or when they say it, let the black dude come in like a joke. Mind you, the black dude's supposed to be the nerdy one. Yeah, why is he? Out of all of them, he's the one that sounded like that talking. <laughs> yeah, he was not supposed to be the jokester. You know, making the comments he was making. So, you know. Where we found Billy with his power chips or whatever goofy stuff they were saying. And I still find it very annoying that they have those superpowers and that super strength without yeah, their costumes. They were flying. <laughs> they were punching through sinks. Yeah, that's, that's still bothersome. But... Hey, Brian Cranston doesn't look that bad as what's it called? Can't remember. And Zordon. And what's Bill up? Hader didn't even do a voice. He did use his regular voice. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. At all the voice work he done did, we don't even recognize his like voice. BB-8. He's like, you know, I'm a skeleton way back from Fire Rangers. This ain't worth my time. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I got like Star Wars and Cloudy with a chance of meatballs and all this stuff. I'm doing my regular voice, collecting this. Nice he probably check. got like a million, oh, yeah. not nothing special, too special. Especially for him to voice a doofus looking droid, <laughs> which doesn't, it looks much worse on pictures and in an action figure. Still looks dumb in the movie. It still don't really fit. But it looks very, it looks way worse off screen. But was uh, there another trailer that dropped? It was Logan. Oh, yeah. I also need them to pick a side. Hugh Jackman says it ain't in the world. It ain't in the X-Men universe. James Mangold or whatever his name, the director, he's saying, I mean, that's not what he said. It takes place like five years after any X-Men movie. The movie, Logan holds up a comic book. Mm-hmm. On the comic book, you I can didn't like see, that. You can clearly see the X-Men characters in costume. Costumes that they never wore in the movies. Especially Wolverine. He had his Typical yellow Wolverine costume uh-huh. one. I don't, I, I don't, I don't like that. That is very weird. And hearing, hearing uh, Professor X, Professor Xavier say that word was very odd, and it was very <laughs> uncomfortable. And when I'm watching this movie, it's gonna take me some getting used to to hearing those characters. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Movie looks sweet though. Looks very violent. I was hoping it was just because the violence was made it right. Yeah. I didn't wasn't expecting the curse words. Professor Xavier, does he come off as somebody? And any of these movies, who's about to just spout out the f bomb in his accent? That is crazy. And the fact that X twenty three, she seems like a ridiculous lethal killing kid. It machine. seems about her. It doesn't. <laughs> I thought last one and focused on just Wolverine. Gonna pass the torch. Had to give him something to do, and and if they use X twenty three in these movies, it's not gonna be that actress. No, so it has to not. feel terrible. Does she speak? <laughs> I have a feeling she's not gonna say words in this movie. I would feel terrible like they passing a the torch to this character, <laughs> not yeah. you, young lady. Yeah, we're gonna replace you with like Anna Kendrick or something. Yeah, we're gonna go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> when we age these characters up some years, we're gonna go with like an Anya Taylor Joy. There you go. <laughs> All right, so. What movie you plan on seeing before the next episode? I'll probably just try to do like a triple X. Maybe I'll watch uh, like a rival, maybe. I'm not saying I am, but as far as the theater, triple X. All right, myself, 
I don't need, and by need, I'm saying I won't rush out to see Resident Evil. No, I ain't saying that. Because I don't, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to be lost at what happened because I definitely ain't following those movies to where I'm going to keep up what's going on. But, I don't By know. the way, Monster Trucks made another $7 million. <laughs> stacking that bread up. <laughs> see, that might, I might mess around and finally see Monster Trucks. Oh, yeah, Monster Trucks. <laughs> Might see still Underworld, even though the times are basically gone for that movie. <laughs> yeah, I can see Patriots Day, Sleepless, The Founder. It's literally just going to depend on what times these movies play, what time I'm free to go see them. So definitely can't give you a definite answer on that. All right, this has been another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, what you call it, Leo B. Chilling. Yeah. Huh. So what is this? Episode 41, technically 42. Uh-huh. It is your boy, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Young Denzel, a.k.a. O'Shea Bats in the third, a.k.a. Slim Nady, a.k.a. Slim Pickens, a.k.a. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Robert Balmain Jr. Balmain Jr. A.k.a. Nature Wine, a.k.a. Belly Rowan. Yes. Roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's Push a K Kai dollar sign Kai Yanya Fix My Life Vins and host of the um, We Don't Know That Podcast Is Coming Back Podcast <laughs> Clyde Glizzy Joaquin Penny's Worth Young Black Philip Low MF Doom Fossil Man The Fitbit Messiah Terry Hightower, Chevy K, Kyranda Sings, 24 Savage, Better Body Boris, a.k.a. Chorus Kojo, Mr. Chadwick Flossman, JK. not Chocolate Bosman. As you like to Bri- refer to him. <laughs> you called him to chocolate. Brie Larsney, Chris Pratitat, Zoe Saldana, Juan Benedict, Cumberflex, and everybody say it with me. Woo! Kyrie's. Talk to him now. Sweet lady, would you be my sweet love for all of time? I'll be there if you need me. Just call it. Sweet lady, would you be my sweet love for all of time? I'll be, I'll be there, there when you need, when you me. need me. Just call it. Just receive. Me. Come on and receive. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. 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 Whatever that Trump supporter's name is. Whoever this ends up being three hours. Make sure you go to icmovies.wordpress.com to vote for the IC Movie Wars. And Theo James sucks. There you go. Miles Teller sucks. Uh huh. Jai Courtney sucks. Uh huh. Nat Wolf sucks. Uh huh. And the King. Everybody put your hands on the air one time for the. And Solo. El Gort. That's the worst name in don't history. Don't roll off the tongue, Ansel Elgort. 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 I hate it. All right, so you know you always got to end the software with a yeah.
Dr. Miriam.